Greetings, boils and ghouls. You're listening to Crypt Creepers, the podcast where we willingly submit to permanent body art depicting the greatest horror anthology of our generation, Tales from the Crypt. I'm Mary Johnston, and this Yoko Ono just ruining everything is my brother, Thomas Johnston. Hello, Thomas. Hey, Mary. How's it going? Wouldn't it be awesome if I had, like, a huge uh, full, like, full back piece that's just, like, the Crypt Creeper? The Crypt Creeper. <laughs> the concept of our show. No, the Crypt Keeper, like, busting out of his coffin, like, pointing an accusatory finger at the at the viewer. Sort of like a We Want You, Uncle Sam, except yeah. it's the Crypt Creeper. Oh, you mean the Crypt Creeper? Yeah, yeah, I, I do mean the Crypt. I mean the name of our show. It's it. the concept yeah, right. of our show. The Creepies. It's like, it's like a tattoo of fans that may or may not exist. <laughs> Creepers. Yeah. Creepers. Actually, I feel like... um. The Crypt Keeper dressed as Uncle Sam has got to have happened. Yes. Have we even seen that yet? I don't think so. I feel like maybe we have. I don't, I don't think we've that, had that, a summer it feels episode like, yet. Feels, that feels like, a, that feels like a, a look that he he would very easily do. I kind of think, what if you got one that was him dressed as a, as a sassy doughboy with the auto firing squad? <laughs> I just want to see a picture of him singing your grand old flag. Yeah, that would be good. That would be yeah. good. Or, or, or the... Hanging out at his at his ritzy Hollywood pad, entertaining like you know, I, I don't even know who. Uh, Paul Revere, <laughs> Clark Gable, <laughs> like in a dressing gown. What you're with describing one of those, with is, like a diamond stick pin. What you're describing is that version of Old Anxiety that's at the end of the yeah, novelty yeah. Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you have you added any of those songs to like your your holiday mix? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet, but it is a little bit early to be playing um, Christmas music after all. You'll get the whole, it's not even Thanksgiving yet, and you're like... Not this year. What do you mean? Well, I feel like everyone, first of all, I feel like people who say that... So, this is a year, this also is going to drop after Thanksgiving, to be uh-huh. to be clear. People can do archaeology on this and figure out when it was recorded. Time machine, time machine. Moments before Thanksgiving, <laughs> we're about to sit down. <laughs> In front of Zoom all, all of us, we're all together, everyone in Outrageous Mechanisms and our fans, that is say our parents, are all here, unmasked. Um, <laughs> about, Coughing all, gonna, all over each other. We're going to cough in each other's mouth, and then we're going to sit down and have some turkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cough in its mouth, too. <laughs> <laughs> cough in the mouth of the turkey. <laughs> you just kind of sidle up to that mysterious <laughs> neck hole on the turkey. Cough into it. I will say, our turkey this year, that hole was less mysterious. Yeah, it has more of a neck stem than I prefer. Oh wait, so you have so you have one that still has a, still has neck and neck and whatever for gravy making purposes. Oh yeah, like loose in the cavity as as one does. I want to know who came up with that. Wait, wait, is it like inverted? So that that's that no, like no, 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 no. It's just like a proud cut. It's just like more of the <sighs> neck stem still attached to the to wait, the. Wait, wait, your turkey still has testicles? Do turkey turkeys have testicles? They must, right? I mean, or internally, I think, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I get what you're saying. So you have a little bit more of a nubbin on yeah, the Yeah, it's on less mysterious. Neck. You're like, oh, I see how this works. I see exactly <laughs> how this works. I and do want to know who is the person who is like, look, we got to gut this turkey. No one wants to pay for an ungut turkey. But some people like to use this to make gravy. So... Well, we're just what we're gonna do is we're just, just gonna cram throw, it in the hole. We're just gonna throw the neck back in the hole, and then on the other side, we're gonna put a little paper baggie full of all the guts. 
the toothsome yeah. guts. Delicious. Delicious. I assume that that man also probably had a job working as a uh, medieval torturer or public executioner. It has that sort of feel to it, doesn't it? Right? Like, and then, then they cut out his guts and stuffed them back in his body yeah. where his guts used to be, but were taken out and then put back in. Yeah. <sighs> it sounds very Tales from the Crypt, to be honest with you. Yeah, it does. It does. You you mean that like it like actually a little bit doesn't make sense? <laughs> yeah. And now when this episode comes out, we're going to be gearing up. This is our last episode of the year, so now are we talking about Christmas stuff? Yeah, but I mean, I think that that episode is definitely worth a listen this holiday season, even if you've heard it before, because I am still baffled by those songs, and I think that they still they still shock and, and put me in a sense of awe. Which is good for maybe, this time of year. Maybe, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should uh, just re-upload them, like a little rebroadcast. Do a little re- really release. In the, it's a good in, idea. The, in the holiday holly jolly frame of mind. You have a holly jolly Christmas. I mean, and who knows? Maybe this Sir Grandpa Brown will go face down in his spuds of gravy. <laughs> maybe. Well, but if he does, no one will be there to. Hopefully, no one will be there to notice. Or if so, nobody get close to his mouth. You're right. Is that is that what you are suggesting as a medical professional this holiday season? You can have events provided no one gets close to anybody else's mouth. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe all this will age terribly. They'll be like, you vaccinated everybody, <laughs> all three hundred million of us. I'm trying to think of a way of with my mouth making it sound like the Tales in the Crypt theme is done by jingle bells. It's very hard. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it just becomes jingle bells. <laughs> yeah, you, you either end up singing jingle bells or do 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 jingle 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 do 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 this one we should. Dong. This one we should have Good grief! It's important now to it's important now to mention that this episode on Dead Man's Chest has nothing to do with the holiday season, and also nothing to do with pirates, which for me was tremendously disappointing. Yeah, well, to be fair, some some rock bands sort of dress like they're pirates. Oh yeah, this um, but this not rock this band, one. This rock band though is like Brett Michaels, like like imagining what his past maybe was like sort of this is what i imagine chris angel's uh band angel dust was like oh my gosh i didn't know that chris angel had a band named angel dust yeah which it just oh. <laughs> i'm, it, I'm does, putting my head da- i'm putting my head down <laughs> in a way that does not go well in the audio medium <laughs> yeah you need to speak into the microphone um who's respo- <laughs> who's responsible for this don't, what scallywag uh, is responsible for this? Well, the the captain of this here vessel is one William Friedkin. Friedkin. Um, this, this it, do you think maybe he is no? Because we had Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Hanks, I guess. But like, this guy is like the most legit dude to, to be connected to direct an episode of Tales of the Crypt. Would you say he, of course, um, directed The French Connection, The Exorcist, Cruising. Killer Joe, a movie that you and I talk about kind of weirdly a lot. Mm-hmm. 
He was uh, at one point thought to be the youngest person to win a Best Director Oscar. I believe that was for The French Connection. Um, at the time, he was thought to be 32 years old. But then it turned out that he was actually 36 years old. So some other dude is the youngest director ever. <laughs> this is offered as IMDb with, with no supporting explanation. <laughs> awesome. I guess my man was just lying about being four years younger than he really was. Um, <laughs> That's his... also a funny, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Well, you know, that that would be a thing, though. You know how, like... Uh... Yeah, he turned 44 times. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, in... <laughs> In um, this is a little bit like uh, any any sporting event. I feel like they love this in um, in the NCAA basketball tournament, especially where they'll be like, "This is the first game where a left-handed point guard has been responsible for more than sixteen points since 1960. You know this sort of thing. Um, but his first, or pardon me, one of his. Uh, directorial debuts was he directed an episode of the Alfred Hitchcock Hour, and apparently Alfred Hitchcock became salty and yelled at him for not wearing a tie on the set. <laughs> That's exactly how I imagine Alfred Hitchcock. Kind of like an insufferable <laughs> wang. Yeah, yeah, sort of like 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 Burt Cooper with less hair. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so right, so he directed this episode. Wildly talented, insufferable wang. Right. I, yes. Um, uh, the bosun, no, no, the, the, the writer, Larry Wilson, um, who wrote this, is a uh, five times TFTC veteran. Do you think, um, do you think old Willie called Larry number one? Probably, yeah. Okay. Sort of course for Earth, number one. Number one. Number one. Stop. Why do you look like number two? <laughs> oh, dear. Number one. Why can't you sit down correctly in chairs? Because of you, we all have to have weird low back chairs all the time. They're uncomfortable, number one. <laughs> number one. Why are you doing the Riker maneuver? Yeah. Now, um, so Larry Wilson. The most uh, masculine way to sit down. Wrote uh, five episodes of uh, Tales from the Crypt. We've seen one of them. We saw Easel Killia, which... Neither of us especially liked. Nope. Um, he also did the Adams Family, the move, the updated movie version. Um, uh, you know the play how they want to play, live how they want to live. That one. Mm-hmm. And then um, he also worked on Beetlejuice, oh. but only but his credit is story. He mm-hmm. also is supposed to work on the Beetlejuice two, but I think his credit is something hilarious like characters. <laughs> so I don't. Wait, I don't, there's gonna be a Beetlejuice two. I do believe that that is the case. Is everyone returning? Am I going to get to see Gina Davis on the silver screen? I don't know. When's the last, when's the last thing Gina Davis did? I don't know. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. What if this works? I wonder if Larry is. We could the... just take this all away. Uh, uh, yeah, this is Beetlejuice 2 in development. Fascinating. All right, let's get, to, let's get on to the cast. Yule Vasquez. Vasquez is Danny Darwin. Um, this is a guy who this is this is a role. This is maybe his um, like second role being in this episode. Tells the crypt is like his second role ever um, before that. He was also in the band for Mambo Kings. Um, and then he has been in like he's been a bunch of stuff. He was in Russian Doll, um, which you have seen. And I pretty much haven't. He was in Captain Phillips, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen. He was in Treme, which I have seen. I wonder he who was he is in, in Russian Doll. Interesting. He was in Che. 
um, parts one and two, that 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 fun mm-hmm. like double build movie. It was HBO who made that or something? Mm-hmm. And I have it on DVD somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Ruben the Cuban in one episode of The Sopranos. Um, he was, of course, also in Sex in the City. And he is married to Linda Larkin, who is the voice of Princess Jasmine. So uh, that's pretty know. cool. Pretty cool. One assumes that Ewell is not as much of a dillweed as Danny is. Hopes. I, I, One hopes. I would say that is not impossible, but improbable. <laughs> that he's as much of a dillweed as Danny? Yes. Yeah. All right. Paul Paul Hip is Nick. Um, he was Buddy Holly in Buddy. He was also in Face Off Ooh, and Bad Lieutenant. You. He looks just like Buddy Holly. So I love the idea that he is uh, only in... Um, uh, shows that fe- or movies that feature Nicolas Cage just overacting all of the place. Oh man, I watched The Rock last weekend. Oh, so good. Actually, I just realized I may have made a terrible mistake. Bad Lieutenant, Bad Lieutenant Two is the one that Nick Cage is in. Poor call. He's in just yeah, he's just in regular regular old Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> he's he's the second Bad Lieutenant. Right, <laughs> the bad the OG Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> But The Rock. Yeah, no, no. The Rock yes. is is an amazing movie. I don't understand how people... Because I feel like people told me that The Rock was like, oh, I mean, that's like a good Nicolas Cage performance, as mm-hmm. if, like, you know, Wicker Man isn't. But mm-hmm. I contest that that movie is like if Nicolas Cage... They were like, listen, Nicolas, you presuppose what you're going to be like in Wicker Man in several years. Do that character now, except you're basically cast as a Jack Ryan character. But if Jerry Bruckheimer wrote those books instead of Tom Clancy, go. Yeah. No, no. I would say 100%. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, even, this even gets you the Sean Connery connection. They're basically like, <laughs> it's basically Red October, but stupid. Yeah. It's like Red October, but nothing is left to audience interpretation or chance. We will tell unlike, you exactly <laughs> how to feel at every moment of this movie. Unlike sensitive, and let's be real, Red October slaps. Hunt for the October slaps. Yep. But unlike sensitive and underplayed and and important, complicated film, Hunt for the Red October. I mean, to say that it has more, that has less nuance than Tom Clancy is is quite an indictment. The only sound I will hear is the sound of their own embarrassment. Love it. Recreational vehicle. Anyway. And she will cook them for me. Yeah, yeah. Lori's rabbits, um, and she will cook them for me. I, I don't. I, I also okay. I, don't I also like love, Sam Neill understands how pets work in America. I mean, I know he's Russian, I, but yes, but I, I, Sam Neill, on the other hand, based on his Twitter, absolutely, because he he has that like ridiculous little that, by ridiculous. I mean, awesome. He basically like lives on whatever the farm that Babe lives on in New Zealand. Yep. He's like raising stuff and having grapes and like mm-hmm. being like, this is my favorite chicken. Yeah, awesome. He's living his best life. Um, what a babe. What a hot yeah. babe. Yeah. I mean, I love if you Sam Neil. I hope Sam Neil is not a bad person because I've loved him my whole life. <laughs> his Twitter is great. So if his Twitter is anything to go by, which of course it is, reveals your inner, inner self. No one has ever misrepresented themselves on Twitter. Correct. He is a jewel and a treasure. I follow him on Instagram and I've come to a similar <laughs> conclusion. On... When them when the aliens come down, he will be one of the chosen few who is allowed to enter their space arc. Yep. All right. Um. Uh. uh Tia Carrera is Scarlet. Um. She is of course Cassandra in Wayne's World, right? Wayne's uh, um, girlfriend. Um. Mm-hmm. 
She's in True Lies. She did voice work on Lilo and Stitch. She was in Nip. She was in an episode or two of Nip Tuck. She is a recurring character on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ugh. She did voice work for Johnny Bravo. Oh. She was in. This is it's it's this is very good uh, that we set all this groundwork almost as if we planned it. She's in Rising Sun, the Sean Connery Wesley Snipes movie that is um, written by Michael Crichton. He in the the. In a movie that is based on a book by Michael Crichton, and he then wrote the screenplay for the movie, I believe. How um, many? The one where we have to be very, where we have to be very scared that the Japanese are going to come and like take us over with their superior culture, and we're all going to have to be like, I've never seen that. Oh, it's it's great. But I would very much like. I I mean, like to watch to watch the Rock is to realize that um, Sean Connery can. Is of a style of is a time and style of acting, where he can just like pull off stuff that other people can't. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see him with Wesley Snipes, who is not, of course, as as hammy an actor as um, Nick Cage is. But you, you say that like you're a person who has never seen Demolition Man. <laughs> but I was about to say, but he's not not a hammy actor. So. I think the way it works is there's like a murder or something. And in the United States, maybe I can't really remember, but Wesley Snipes is a cop and they bring in Sean Connery, who is, of course, a Scottish person who's a, ja- who who's also, a, who's a Japanese expert. Yeah, basically. And oh is like, gosh, like has no. lived in Japan for his entire, you know, some sort of a deal like that to like understand the Japanese. He might even have to go to Japan. I can't remember exactly. But there's all kinds of stuff where they talk about the senpai and like the superior man, the, the older man and the younger man. And you defer. I don't, it, it, it's it, it's full of like, you know, um, that uh, it sounds like, like bam- the karate bamboo kid. flute playing. Yeah. You know, oh. the, oh, yeah it sounds kinda. like the karate kid plus rush hour, which I am very excited about yeah it's 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 uh very correctly it's great and uh yeah it's uh i bet it is quite culturally weird if not downright racist again remember in in, this is the period where people are like they're just gonna take everything over they're coming right here they're gonna come over and we're all gonna have to get used to working for a universal uh or like what do they call it um they call lifetime employment where you're like you you work for one company forever and uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh man, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Everyone's gonna be employed. Yeah. Uh, maybe COVID would have turned out differently. Hmm. Um. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Sherry Rose plays Vendetta, the improbably named groupie. Uh. Um. Did you recognize Sherry Rose from Demon Knight? Um. She's in Demon Knight. She. Oh uh, yeah. She, She's yeah, she's the uh, if I recall correctly, the sex worker, right? Mm-hmm. She is the uh, she is in an episode of the Red Shoe Diaries, of course. She was in Charmed, um, Black Scorpion, and uh, Sons of Anarchy. So all in, of those uh, things make sense. Yep, a whole bunch of stuff that you would recognize. Maybe the DVD covers for yeah. Uh, Farouche, the um, uh, tattoo artist, <laughs> like. Yeah, no, 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 I try. Like, what's the what's the political like the the folk magic Caribbean folk magic? I did read tattoo artist. I did read a review that referred to his character as a body magician, and it made me laugh really hard. That's hilarious. Yes, the body musician, uh, magician, is by, magician, is played by Heavy D, who is of course a hip hop artist. 
Um, he Heavy also D appears told in... me that it had to be me. No, he didn't. Right, it was Chuck D, actually. But yes, um, I'm, he was in the... I'm aware. Yeah, yeah he's jokes. in the Cider House Rules. Um, he's he's in Bones, which I think. Oh. I guess will may become kind of a recurring joke for us. Um, and he um he is because you love Bones, right? Yeah, I love I love Bones. You love the show Bones. Yeah, I do. Yeah, don't you? Who doesn't? I mean, David Boreanaz and uh, and uh, what's quite her a few people sister? really loved it. Yeah. So there are some other. A lot of walk-ons have, are kind of funny people in the music biz. Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers Band is uh, is Toland, the uh, the like club owner with the. If I recall correctly, has a sort of unfortunate ponytail. The guy who's capes being like, you know, guys got to get on stage. Um, did you know that Greg Allman also has a son with Cher? His I did name not is know Elijah that. Elijah Allman and is in a and fronts a goth band. And then Steve Jones is uh, is Hulk. I think he's like the bouncer. And yes, he is one of the founding members of the Sex Pistols. So, wow. so what a collection! A, what a, a collection real of rock folks. and roll cast. Yeah, what a collection of folks. What could these folks be assembled to do, Mary? Could someone? <laughs> could somebody fill us in on what the nailing the transitions yeah danny's in a rock band but hates his band's mate's wife when a freak soul-searching tattoo accident gets his her face tattooed on his chest he has to figure out what his skin knows that he doesn't that's my summary wah wah i think that's probably probably more yeah that's correct yeah yeah that's correct not my first rodeo writing a synopsis for Tales from the Crypt. Thank you very much. Oh, man. What is this show about? Um, so, like, don't, don't be a terrible bastard who ruins your band. Okay. Don't. Oh, well, let's, let's trade off. Let's trade off. Okay. <laughs> my oh. first one is... Most tattoos are regrettable. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. No matter how good someone is, don't let them pick your tattoos for you. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, a lot of like tattoo artists, when you've made it, is when you're like, you're like, this is a tattoo I'm willing to do. Who wants it? Although, generally speaking, you see it before you get it permanently. <laughs> what if you did? What if you're just like, I'm imagining a tattoo right now? <laughs> <laughs> they just like briefly describe it. They fog up a mirror with their breath and draw it with their finger real quick. And mm-hmm. you're like, yep. Right, yeah. Like um, a shaving mirror. All right. What what about what about you? What's your next one? Oh, um, don't trust women named Vendetta. <laughs> For real, um, mine is rock and roll is all about bare butts and raw egos. Oh yeah, putting it in raw. Yeah, the ego. You have a third. <laughs> yeah, your ego. The 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 needle in your skin. Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you have a third one? Yeah. Yeah, I just wrote. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just wrote something like the. I just wrote telltale tattoo. <laughs> it's not a. It's That's, not like a. You know that not, theme. It's, yeah, it's not like a fully formed. <laughs> but it also is just basically copied from the prompt right below it. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, something here. Could there? Well, that's okay because I'm gonna. I'm. I'm about to save the day with my best yeah. theme. Right, Your skin knows if you are an asshole. Oh yeah. I sp- wait, like, like, like asshole skin. Like, well, what assumes skin? that your skin knows that? No, I mean, like, <laughs> your skin, skin is your aware. Rectum? 
<laughs> your skin is a, you can't hide from your skin. Yeah, yeah. You must you you cannot escape being known by your own skin. Yeah. I mean, yes. The Would you agree with me that the thematically what happens in this episode is kind of it's like stumbling around in the dark. There are gestures toward there being sort of thematic coherence but then also it like keeps putting its foot in a bucket or like falling over in a <laughs> big stack of mops and you're just like wait wait what okay sure I, what yeah no i completely agree i think i think the idea is cool and i think trades on a core human fear that can be taken a lot of different directions and that fear wait, wait, is wait. That, that a very casual man will give you a tattoo that'll ruin your life God. no the fear the fear generally speaking is that your interiority or secrets will suddenly be made exterior and you don't have control over them anymore so you can't the horror of not being able to tamp down or hide your own sure. darkness. So yeah, it's that it's that naked in church dream. Yeah, yeah, it's um, in church. I think most people say I think going to school, but okay. But <laughs> <laughs> out that for tree, it's that out for where, Jesus. You have your, where you have your dick out at a at a funeral. <laughs> um, so I thought of some good examples of this. Uh, the Telltale Heart. Sure. Picture of Dorian Gray. Dr. Yeah. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Basically, mm-hmm. all werewolf movies to some extent. Sure. The Fly. Ginger and, Snaps. And, Ginger yeah. Snaps, for sure. And uh, The Babadook. <laughs> yeah. All do these. And unfortunately for those apps, for this app, all of those other stories do this much better and much more cleverly than that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. I think I have kind of like a two, I have two ideas why this story doesn't work as well um and the first one is that tales from the crypt loves a tattling on yourself story and i I kind of i always don't really like those episodes as much Mm -hmm. and i assume it's i assume they like it because it fits really nicely in a tight 25 minute episode length like Mm -hmm. wrap it up like so you tattle on yourself but i think that when i look at that list of of um other works that fit this theme they work because you see the transition of the like internal made external or the tension and paranoia and madness of the character is built up over time and you need enough time to do that to make it feel right that they do tattle on themselves Mm -hmm. and so i think having someone like first act does something like first act prepares you something sketchy third act or second act does the sketchy thing, third act tells on themselves. It just doesn't feel right. You need, like, a period of madness and paranoia. Mm-hmm. It has to be a four-act story, not a three-act. Yeah, it, right, because in the Tales of the Crypt uh, time frame and motto, it usually is just like, this person's a crazy asshole. Yeah. Then something happens, and they do crazy asshole stuff. Then they're perhaps brought down in unrelated circumstances. Looks like they told on themselves. Like, wait, what? No, no, he's just—he just murdered his business partner. That's all. Like, it does require. It does recall for me the first story I ever was aware aware of that has a classic tattling on yourself uh, ending, which is a story you wrote um, about a murder in the animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> that involved a dramatic final courtroom scene 
where a character where a, a where a like a cockroach runs in and says, "I killed the queen." Oops, wrong room. Yeah, well, it's like an episode of Bones. <laughs> Bones, take this bone to bone storage. Bones, take this murderer away. Bones, He's on death row for murder. Bones, take this murderer to the tattling on himself area. Um. <laughs> So I think I think that that's why all these episodes are not as good. And um, but I will say I did I did like uh, I did like kind of going in like a body horror direction. And I thought that the dragon at the end is wonderfully wacky looking. I agree. Yes, I like the dragon, but also thematically incoherent. Right. Well, I mean, it was the lady or the dragon. Right. But, But okay. But is he the dragon? Right, the dragon wants to like is like wanting to like bite or smooch. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, rewind, pause, pause, rewind. <laughs> this episode kind of can't really decide how the tattooing works vis-a-vis Danny's relationship with Scarlet. Obviously, she's supposed to be like the Yoko Ono and making her be an Asian or in the case of this actress, actually a um, a Hawaiian person. It feels a little bit kind of racist or on the nose a little bit. Right. I think if you have a a East Asian appearing woman who's breaking up a band that I I don't know if that's a I don't know. It's like a plot point. You can just check off uh, anymore. Um, But all of us a little bit kind of hurting Yoko Ono's feelings. That's right. Yes, Be- beautiful and wonderful perform- uh, avant-garde performance artist Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, to, to be fair, that must really be awful for her. Oh yeah, for your for I mean right, but like I think Yoko Ono is how, how, kind how of obnoxious so- person, but that's legitimately terrible. Setting aside how nuts it must be to be like a, a legitimate, very famous person, um, having like having like you and your, your, you in the relationship with your now dead husband be like a watchword for 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 ruining a band. Yeah, awful, awful, awful. Uh, deeply misogynistic too. Yes, but uh, anyway, as if okay, John like, Lennon wasn't enough of a jerk on yeah, his right, yeah, own. As if, yeah, as if being married to John Lennon wasn't punishment <laughs> enough. Yeah, for real. Although, they, no, but, um, although that makes me think that she's a jerk too. Maybe, 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 maybe. But look, I, if 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 the story is Danny feels weird that his bandmate is is has married this woman. And he goes and he gets a mystical tattoo that reveals something about himself. And it's a tattoo of this woman. It probably means he's in love with the woman, right? Like, doesn't that is, is just bare bones? Isn't that sort of where that goes? But it's not. It's like he gets this tattoo, which reminds him that he really hates her. He hates her so much. I think it's I think it's like a combination of things. I think that he's horribly jealous of her. Yeah. And and a little bit obsessed with her, and that's what his skin knows. And but, then, but, then, but why is her face that? Because when you get tattoo, when you get a tattoo of a of another person, it's not like um, it's not like the world is full of uh, World War II servicemen who have tattoos of Hitler and Tojo all over their body because they just hate him so much. It, you, you well, have right. Tattoos. That's what his you that's have... what his skin his skin knew that she was under it. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it, would you would you at least grant me that it's quite muddled? Like if the thing becomes like a, I, I I have this tattoo and it's because I love you, it, but it's not that. But then also the 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 face is being menaced by are this you, dragon. Are you complaining that this basically is not um, love? Actually, that this is not Kira Knightley, who I believe was like 
just barely 18 when she made that movie's story where he's where it's like I'm your husband's best friend and you think I hate you but actually but it's just because I love you too much and I'm I'm gonna wait until you get married to like drop all this unfair information on you and you're gonna give me a big old smoocho on the face for it yeah yeah no I, I I'm just saying that um it doesn't seems to really understand like why people get tattoos or how tattoos generally work yeah that's what I'm I saying. Guess it that, like, I guess it doesn't bother me too much because he's just so horrified for people to see that she is like weighing heavily on him as much as she is. He wants people to mm-hmm. think that she doesn't matter, but she clearly does matter quite a bit to him. Um, sure. And uh, I, I think there are other structural problems with the story that that uh, make yeah, yeah. me that, that are more pressing for me than just like what exactly does he think about Scarlet. But uh, okay, but just also okay. But then also when the dragon comes alive, I mean the dragon coming alive is just fun. But like that doesn't really make any sense. I mean, not, not, no. I'm not gonna be like tattoos don't come alive. But no, but like <laughs> the, the, the dragon coming alive when he has to fight it also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it also seems sort of like the dragon popping out of his skin didn't kill him, which it should have definitely done. Maybe he's about to die. But then, but okay, and then they do the I killed her twice. I cut her face off my skin. That that also doesn't. Yeah, it no, doesn't. Weird. It doesn't work. That's not how it she goes. She should have popped out of his skin and killed him. She should have done the crime. <laughs> think the how end. think how wild that would be. <laughs> so crazy. It's such a wild thing. I um I do think, and I realize this is something because we're all spoiled by computer animation. I do think it would be cool if the tattoos kind of moved around, or if well, like they he do. Gets, I thought that they do an amazing job with Vendetta's snake tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When no, that just snake say, sticks think, out its tongue, it looks great. Yeah, but I'm just saying though that the um the 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 tattoos should have um he should have gotten a thing where like the tattoos get bigger or he gets gets progressively more and more tattooed by them or they like move around on him a little bit, mm-hmm. um stuff like that. Like the same with it. Remember he mur- after he murders uh, Scarlet, her tattoo gets all like looks murdered and bloodied, like he left her. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, no, well, uh, I was, and they kind of try to play with this where they like gets the tattoo removed, and the tattoo comes back. Like clearly, they wanted to do that, and I think their reach just mm-hmm. um, exceeded their grasp. Vendetta's tattoo. What do you think's going on there? I mean, I think she's a snake. Yeah, right. It's she's it's Eve in the garden. She's the temptress. Yeah, she she's the reason he wants to kill Scott for, for some that reason. That is my <laughs> second problem with the story. I feel like for these sorts of stories to work. Like if you look at if you look at that list, if I'm looking at my list of stories, all of those center pretty directly on an individual making bad choices, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. sort of the 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 damage that happens around them based on those bad choices or those bad feelings or whatever is inside that is rotting, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that this would be a much better story if Danny chose his bad choices solo and then we see the process of them festering Mm -hmm. but because you have vendetta as the snake encouraging him tempting him it kind of turns into almost like an iago to his othello relationship and that's Mm -hmm. a mistake because the whole time you're just kind of like i don't know vendetta why do you care so much yeah why do you care so much and also why does why, like, her her comeuppance, quote-unquote, doesn't kind of doesn't make any sense either. Like, it's all just, it's it's all just very muddled. Yeah. 
So I think that this would be, even though I love her snake tattoo and I, I don't think like the actress did a bad job or anything like that, but I think this would be a stronger story if she was not in it. Well, also, like, it, her being also sort of, like, psychotically angry at Scarlet sort of weirdly not, uh, like, normalizes the yep. Danny's hatred because, like, half the char- half the characters with speaking roles, like, also just hate Scarlet for no for, – for, maybe not for no reason, but, like, hate, hate her to a murderous extent. I mean, hate her to an extent that is, as far as we are concerned as the viewer, completely out of left field. Right. The, yeah, and it would, and and I understand narratively how Vendetta fits in, and I understand having the stake and everything is cool, but they should have peddled it, they should have pulled it back. Her her role is to, get him the tattoo. Right, 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 get him to the tattoo place and also have some, uh, have some explicit sex scenes, which she could do. But then also she should be like the normal person who's like, whoa, man, you got to you got to reel this back. But instead, she's basically like, well, I guess the only thing we can do now is kill Scarlet. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's weird. It just doesn't work as well. Um, What do you make of the fact that the only other rock and roll episode we've seen thus far for crying out loud also deals with basically these same themes? I mean, look, look, it's the 90s. It's fine. I mean, like, like, don't you think that, like, certainly, the whole idea of like, I'm, I'm a rock and roller. I'm basically, it's basically, my life is basically the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, is like the most boomer ass version. Uh, it's just this, it's, it's this tired old stale escapism idea of like, I just want drugs and women and endless my reckless ego youth. And, yeah. 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 That you can but, like live in forever, right? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, who, do we have anybody like that now who's less than forty-five years old? No, I mean, maybe, but I, yeah, right. But I mean, like, even even you could like like uh, it'll be fun for people to mine these uh, episodes for like little hints that are like, when was this recorded? Both in terms of month versus what it's released and then just based on what we make reference to. But um, I think Obama's new book, he makes reference to like how hip hop, it's all about clubs and women and gold. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe like 10 years ago. As far as I can tell now, it's a bunch of like boys on SoundCloud who who, who like to dress in gender ambiguous ways and like rap about having depression. Yeah, which I yeah, would prefer. Know, like, I think we, yeah, right. I think that's sound- what we, I think that's what we call the Drake effect. Right, but like sound cl- SoundCloud, SoundCloud rappers are not rapping about crunk stuff. Yeah, no. and so thinking thinking that is just shows that you're out of touch with the culture. Yeah, unsurprising um, though. Yeah, right. No, just just gotta convince the NBA to go go back to work. Um, but just what could be more anyway, important just, than playing ball? Right, and so I just think that uh, in every in every sense. Yep. But um, but just to say that I think that so rock and roll. It's like this. It's not. It's not saying it's a pretend idea. But it's sort of this, like, tired old stale pretend idea, and you're supposed to be like, you know, oh, man, it's going to really freak out the straights, the squares. They're not going to know what to think about this. Yeah, I mean, I I maybe think it's a little bit deeper than that. I wonder if that the writers of this time are kind of going to this as, like, a well to talk about self-expression. And when, like, and if you are a musician, like, when does your self-expression and also your self-destructive behavior um, leave 
your control mm-hmm. and like how scary that would be. And maybe it's them, maybe it's them sort of, you know, like going to like the left of what they do as, as TV mm-hmm. people and being sure. like, you know, we're going to, we're going to kind of put some themes, some, some things that we are afraid of over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just thought it was interesting that, uh, that there's this idea of like guilt and something inside of you needing to come out, um, mm-hmm. being the uh, being the go-to for both of the these pr- stories. The, pr- the principal trope of rock and roll. And yeah, tales from the crypt. I think yeah. for crying out loud is better than this for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed I, it more. Um, I think that the themes are a little bit tighter. But and I think like sleazy rock and roll promoter is like a more iconic thing than just. I mean, because right, like damn, he's just an ass. Yeah. And his band is falling apart, apparently, not because his uh, guitarist got married, but because he's a bad friend. <laughs> yeah, because he's not in a bad and a band like business partner. Like he doesn't hold right. up. Yeah, his end as up, a, yes. He doesn't hold up his end. Yeah. All right. And, and that, that probably feels pretty real. Like that scene where, where Scott sort of lays out what's actually going on. Uh, sure. That must happen all the time. Um, also, do we desperately want rock and roll icons to be single? I feel like they act like <laughs> I feel like they're sort of like uh, you know um, uh, Nick. Nick gets married, and then, oh no, it's gonna ruin ruin the band. I I mean I honestly think it's just trading on some Yoko Ono stuff, but yeah, yeah. I know. But, no, but it is no, sort of like, it is sort of weird. Oh, he's off like, the market. Yeah, yeah. Like. yeah, the amount of women <laughs> that are very upset that Nick is not sexually available to them anymore seems a little bit out of hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Due to marriage. That he is sexually unavailable to them because, like, he would never be, he would never be um, unfaithful in his right, yeah. freewheeling rock and roll yeah. lifestyle. Well, it's just not part of it. That's not how he does. No. That's not how he goes. No. No, no, no. He's an honorable rock and roller. M- monogamy is very important to him. So important to Nick. Um, my only other thing uh, was that... Uh, I did brace myself when I realized what this tattoo was going to be like, like the tattooing practice. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like mystical practices from foreign lands. Woo! And it still is. But I do really like that. I felt like Heavy D's extremely casual performance sort of took some of the the cringe bite out of this for me. I enjoyed it a lot. I would agree with that, though. Also, he does... He does look, uh, yeah. It, it, I think it's almost too low energy, though. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of seem, it does kind of seem like he's sleeping behind his eye patch, even even to the point where they have to prove that actually he needs his eye patch. Yeah, or they, or they like, like, um, and and I do like that he's using traditional tattooing implements and everything, but I do love that he's like tap 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 tap. Tap 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 tap. tap. And suddenly, there's like a dragon and a woman. It's like even though he's using, um, you know, what we think of as like the most legit, like indigenous, the people who invented tattooing, as mm-hmm. we understand it. But he's still doing a like the ace of spades <laughs> kind of like tat- like in the end, it's like he's like it's tap 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 tap. Hey, look, it's a hot rod car. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, wait, what? He's, he's tap 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 tapping to get someone um, a pair of flaming dice on their biceps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. His his performance is so. It, I, 
excessively low. I also like her. He's like, he says something along the lines of like, like, oh, you're showing up, rock and roll boy. You know, not everybody's on rock and roll time. And you're like, I'm sorry, man. Do you run a tattoo parlor that apparently no one can find that looks like an occultist's shop? Like, Yeah, I don't really see other people waiting. Also, I no, my favorite moment of low energy is like, so you're going to pay me? And, and Danny's like, ah! basically. And he's like, all right. No, he says, they, okay, this is the thing. So he says, oh, you'll pay later. Which, okay, like, I get it. So is Danny cursed for not paying the tattoo man? Um, No, I think that would have happened regardless. But yeah, that okay, is interesting. So, so, like, maybe what he means is that once, uh, once Danny dies and his estate is up for grabs, he'll be like, he owed me money. <laughs> No, no, yeah, yeah. He will. He actually. He actually starts moving towards Danny's, towards the Exorcist. Haha, little joke there. Mm. The Exorcist party mansion where Danny apparently lives with uh, what's his name, Nick. Oh yeah, no, their their odd couple set up in a perfectly white and glass um, house in the hills. One assumes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It. Um. It, yes. The. But I think he just heavy. He just starts moving towards him at a at a slow saunter. And by the end of all of this, he'll be there and he'll be like, hey, you you owe, you, you owe me $300. Well, I think he'll just move in. Yeah. And then but, and, but and then it restarts like... again. Except now it's just like heavy D giving people um, traditional tattoos of the Ace of Spades while uh, while Nick plays his musical instruments with great proficiency. Yeah, the I mean, I'm just saying, or or maybe is the tattoo is the is the mystical tattoo artist the body magician? Does he just when people freak out and don't like the tattoos, he's like, oh, this guy has some issues he needs to work through. He's probably gonna come to a bad end. Yeah, he's just like he's like taking satisfaction of the fact that Danny will soon die. Whoa, heavy D. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do okay. <laughs> I do like he's like, and everyone tells a story, and he's just like, yeah, man, it's a bullshit story. (laughs) (laughs) There's um okay. Also, Vendetta. Do you recall Vendetta initially? Right, she shows the tattoo, and then she says, "Sleep with me, and I'll take you to him." This also like I feel misunderstands like the role that a rock groupie has, or that like anybody would have, right? Like, I don't think I don't she. She that is pure. That is pure weird, coke fueled fantasy on the parts of the writers. <laughs> right, that a woman yeah. will be like, "Look at my look at my cool tit tattoo." If you want a cool tit tattoo, you have to sleep with me first. And they're like, "Ooh, or misses." They're like, "I can't like, don't don't threaten you me with a good time." Bastard. <laughs> they become like a character. Oh, you're filthy. They yeah, become yeah. like a character from Blackadder. They're like, ooh, but cheeky. <laughs> like to get my hands on those cans. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 I'm just like, it's ridiculous. Um, also, like, like presumably, she, they, they apparently they, sleep, they must sleep together all the time or whatever. Because, I mean, she's a groupie who, like, hangs out in this rock club and backstage, like, wearing complicated 80s lingerie only. Mm-hmm. I, I think know. that's I think that's correct. Um, that gets us to our next topic, I think, very well, which is this is this might be the most gratuitous from a sex and violence content yes. perspective of anything I, I would, we've seen thus far. The scene where Vendetta and Danny are making love. <laughs> I think that is the term for what they're doing for sure. And 
and it it's kind of like coming in from like a like a like a crane <laughs> shot on Danny's butt. Yeah, is in in, in the featureless, completely unlo uh, un unfurnished. White. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Danny. Hills, the, 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 this is a shot from like modern pornography. Yeah, agree. I, I don't even mean to be explicit in this, but it, it, yeah, it, it's uncomfortably real. Like to an extent where you're like, I don't. Why? Why? Why are you showing me this? Yeah. Yeah. Although it does lead. So I think that I think that it's so gratuitous because. Number one, I think that the story doesn't have much else going for it, so they decide that yeah, they're yeah. at least going to deliver on that. But I do think that there might be a um, thematic desire to really show us how rotten of a dude Danny is. Sure. Um, such that his skin would be like telling tales out of school to a tattoo mm-hmm. artist named Heavy D. Um, yeah, but, so okay, I think it yes. goes for gratuitous stuff. And some of it is great. And my favorite is when Danny, like, so right after that, I agree, that was uncomfortable. But then Danny gets up bare ass and goes into the hall to yell at his bandmate like an out of control child like yes i laughed aloud in the room when that happened oh yeah no i agree i agree and then his bandmate who is also wearing like hilarious little tight um little 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 black pixie briefs (laughs) in his black sheets yeah with his with his apparently like His girlfriend, who you can, who you just can, like you look at, her, like the way she is portrayed, is almost like, yeah, she, uh, she got her degree from Vassar College, and uh, mm-hmm. she is, you know, maybe like thinking about me working for a nonprofit or something like that, like something, something with some social responsibility, something she just wants to give back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. it like. If the point is to show that Danny is is I, I, it just is weird though because if the point is to show that like Danny is bad or that like indict the rock and roll lifestyle, you, you don't like show one man having sex with one woman who he has had sex with before in exchange for tattoo information, and then we kind of get like this implication <laughs> in that he is for tattoo he's, information. <laughs> he's having some like erectile dysfunction what, issues. One of those classic one of those classic situations where you just you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, though, Yeah, it, it just if the point is to be like the rock and roll lifestyle is empty and sinful, this isn't how you show that. Agreed. I thought that the, the main failing of this is like a rock and roll story, if that's what they're going for, which I think is is it, is that mm-hmm. there is a distinct lack of like excess and um, and like vapid, like the vapid nature of it. And you have also, that because yeah. like Nick is supposed to be like actually good at what he does and also seems to be sort of, like, settled, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. Danny is just sort of, like... But I don't know if they just didn't have... Like, we should have scenes of, like, Danny, like, in a, in a pile of women and drugs. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. yes. Yeah, and, and so just showing up this... I don't know, they don't... Yeah, it, this it, is it, basically. Yeah. It falls short. The worst part is Scarlet's murder. I, I did not care for it. It was more gratuitous than I felt like it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And it was upsetting. I guess we get, you have to give them some credit in that they the the exploitation there is only violence, like her boobs don't fall out or something while she's being bludgeoned to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this this is some, this is that's really like digging around for some. That's the well. I mean, at least in fairness, Hitler was a vegetarian. So <laughs> right, was Hitler a vegetarian? Yeah, hmm. I, I know so. that uh, Ava Braun had like some really weird eating disorder stuff, but yeah. 
No, Hitler was, and he didn't smoke or drink, but he did have like a kooky doctor feel good kind of, but a Nazi doctor who was like shooting him up with vitamins and, uh, wow, and amphetamines and stuff. Who does he sound like? Let's <laughs> <Does he> know. <laughs> oh, oh, I was going to be like JFK. <laughs> also that works too. I, I, I just think, I think like, if, if, what if was JFK a vegetarian? Oh no, no! no but he had the he had the original Doctor feel good. He was mm. right. He had mm-hmm. uh, Addison's mm-hmm. disease. So he was just like ripped to the tits all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like doing the Cuban Missile Crisis while like grinding his teeth to the stumps. Yeah, that's why he invented what um, a Boston accent is. <laughs> They're just they just don't. Nobody. What if, what if that's what if nobody talked like that or or, or like not really a Boston but like a new, the New England accent. Massachusetts, talk, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People talk like the Kennedys now. As a sign of respect. Well, yeah, they're covering for him. They're like, no, 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 we all do this. That's normal. <laughs> the, yeah. the 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 mob paid them off <laughs> to get their boy in. Anyway, yeah. um, anyway, yeah, how about this? This is thematically, this all fits. Yeah, it, there's nothing. Like, there's nothing that's like terribly wrong about this. It's just not very enjoyable. If yeah, if you wrote, if you like, were like sketching this out for me at like a dinner pitch, like let's say that we went to uh, like Sizzler and you had like the napkin there and you were kind of like doping this out for me, I'd be on board for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that there is the possibility of something interesting and good here. I just think it's done by other things much better, and um, a lot of this is just a lot of this is just kind of waste. It's it's also really long. Like I understand that like yeah. getting the tattoo. I feel like getting the tattoo removed takes so long oh. and it's like doesn't and, like, really go anywhere. Almost and, nothing. Right. Like I mean, it could be as simple as like I tried to get it removed. The doc, the doctor used lasers, but look, it's still, ah, it's still here. Ah, ah, ah. I don't know. Just we don't need we don't need to see him like talk to the doc, talk to talk to Vendetta, talk to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor's like it's weird that it's still hurting. Well, here are some antibiotics. Like with, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> The, Keep um, going. I also okay. I also love that everyone can instantly tell that the tattoo is supposed to look like Scarlet. Like even people who don't really know her think it looks like her. But I don't really think the tattoo looks especially like the actress. No, also it's, that is quite racist in that I think it just looks like an Asian woman. Also, we haven't seen Scarlet enough to even really like have a good sense of what she looks like. Yeah. That was a mistake. But you would think that maybe even if we just spent more time like watching their like the the dynamic of those three people and like mm-hmm. getting more FaceTime with her so that you would recognize her, that would have been a better use of time. Yes. Yeah. And again, so 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 he gets this tattoo that shows his inner inner thing, and the inner thing is I'm really cheesed off at my my bandmate's new wife. That's the that's the secret bad thing that he keeps inside his soul. It's not that he's like a self-destructive well, monster. It's not even that like maybe he's in love. Is he in? Uh, this, I think. This is, this, I think what's bothering you is. I think what's bothering that he's not. It's not a secret that he's cheesed off at her. Yeah. 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 So I there think has yeah, to be. Right. There has to be something else there. Like he's very openly and ag- and aggressively angry at her mm. a lot through the story before he gets the tattoo. Yeah, like he should be like, no, Scarlet. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know her. I don't care. Me, man. You just need to know that the band comes first. You know. Yeah, not like dragging her up on stage so she can be booed, which was so awful. Uh, yeah. Again. Again. No. 
no fan base would be like that. No. You the fan, this, this also like applies that fans are like, boo, I can't have sex with him and it's not cheating. <laughs> Know, just, yeah, it's weird. It's like a very, a very, a strangely personal relationship with the fans. I mean, they they see, they they play that club often. I guess, but isn't the, isn't Exorcist supposed to be like the next best the the the, the, up the, and the new up and coming? They're up yeah. and coming. They only had, I mean, they they have twenty five minutes show. Calm down. Like they need they need to have only a certain number of sets. It was also very empty. There was no sleazy manager, no sleazy label promoters. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, unusual. How unusual! I uh, think all of this just loops around to the fact that I'm just so disappointed this wasn't a pirate episode. <laughs> yeah, this would have been way better if it was like Cutthroat <laughs> Island, but in 25 minutes. <laughs> It could even basically just be kind of the same story. Totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. A, a pirate fighting his own tattoos would be amazing. <laughs> amazing to <laughs> Dueling see. Dueling his own tattoo. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it, it's kind of too bad. That, like, it, it's thematically doesn't, there's not much to say about it. But the, the, the effect on the dragon is like, you know, it doesn't. I mean, it kind of looks ropey, but um, but it, it's pretty fun, and I like all it, the like. It reminds me. I like how me... suddenly his tattoos disappear, and then his skin is like Cronenberg style, like bulging out and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I I thought the dragon to me looked like um, equal parts um, a cheesy Chinese rest like buffet restaurant um, wall art, and also. Um, the special effects from the Twilight Zone movie from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, very it's, much like that. It's yes. very that, which I'm a, I'm a fan of that aesthetic. And I think that aesthetic can actually be quite quite um, shocking and scary. So mm-hmm. uh, I was on board. Um, we ready to rate this sucker? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Would you, ladies first. Okay. I didn't hate it, but I didn't really like it. I wouldn't want to watch it again, necessarily. So I gave it a two out of five John Hurt moments. Oh, nice, nice. My, I feel exactly the same way as you. This is like one of those, uh, it's probably a good cooking metaphor here that I'm just groping around in the dark and not finding. Um, it's like where you have a bunch of good ingredients that are all supposed to come together well, but somehow it's kind of a mess, just sucks. Less than the sum um, of its parts. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. This is like, 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 like. Yeah, yeah. Good director, I, 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 competent cast, I guess. You know, fun ideas, practical effects, uh, and still, it's not really something I ever want to see again. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. It's not. It's not harmful. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it is a little bit. It's sort of, sort of racist and casual misogyny. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 two chest busting dragons. Nice. Well. Um, we're taking a little break to be for the holidays to enjoy the this festive season of the year. But we will be back in January, and then you can join us for a pair of flim flammers who are trying to reel in a whale with the old "I'm your sexy relative." Now let's show your wife a ghost routine in seance. <laughs> show my wife a ghost. Thank you for listening to Crypt Creepers. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the platform of your choice to subscribe, rate, and review us. Be sure to visit outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt-creepers to see our show notes and find other excellent podcasts in the Outrageous Mechanisms family. Till next time, kitties. Poor Danny. 
he should have known if you take things to too personally, it's going to leave a mark. Scarlet really got under his skin. 